0: Welcome to Map It Marketing for small business owners who want to become more confident and capable in their marketing. I'm Rachel Clava, and I'm a small business owner just like you. I've learned that there are so many different things that we are supposed to do all the time and trying to work it all out is quite frankly often very confusing. In this podcast we're going to explore what those things are and whether you need to pay attention to them. Ready? Let's get started. Is Pinterest on your radar as a business this year? Are you wanting to add it to your marketing but are not quite sure how to make the most of it? Our guest today, Simone Pavels, is an expert in Pinterest marketing and she is going to put your mind at ease when you find out how simple it is to use and what it's really for and how it works in terms of the whole big marketing strategy. She's going to walk through how she chose Pinterest as one of the things she focuses on and why people sometimes underestimate this power. She's going to walk through some of the common mistakes we make and what recommendations she's going to make you use to help you with your plan if you're using it. I learned so much from talking to Simone. In fact, I changed a whole lot of things. I was doing a lot of things wrong before I listened to her, and I'd watched quite a lot of training from other people before, but she was fantastic. So we're going to walk through how to make it work, how to make it work in a way that's doable and have a bit of fun alongside it. So let's get started welcome to another episode of Map It Marketing. It is 2022. We're still fresh in this year and I'm so excited to have Simone Pavels. Actually, Simone, I checked your first, your last name, but is it Simone or Simone?
1: Simone. Thank
0: yep. you. For this. I hate it when people mispronounce names. So I thought I'd just check um, Simone Pavel. She is a Pinterest and SEO expert. I've actually heard her on other podcasts. She's great about talking about how to make it work. So I'm really excited about this because I know that as small business owners, we can get so hung up on whether we should use it or we shouldn't. And I have become converted about one of the best things about Pinterest is that we spend so much time on social media platforms that only have a shelf life of posts of just a few hours. But Pinterest, when you put the work in, it sticks around for ages. So I'm going to get Simone to introduce herself and then we're going to jump in here. So I hope you really enjoy. Thanks for joining in. And um, Simone, tell us a little bit about you and why you do what you do and why you love Pinterest.
1: Sure. Thank you so much for having me. Um, So I started using Pinterest um, when my first child was born actually. Um, And actually a little bit prior to that as well, I used to look up sort of hairstyles and nail colors and those kind of things. But I started using it um, quite intensively for my children's birthday parties. Um, So I really developed a love for it then. And then I just kind of, when I started my virtual assistant journey, I naturally just fell into Pinterest, um, which was You know, really good because I love it. Um, So I now am doing, um, I was doing some Pinterest management, but I really have moved towards helping other business owners own Pinterest themselves. So getting that strategy up to date um, and also just um, completing their, optimizing and completing their program, their profiles so that it's ready to go for them to use, um, which, you know, does take a lot of work in that first instance. And I think that's what puts people off actually.
0: And and you can so easily get it wrong, I think, because, you know, and we'll talk a little bit about what Pinterest is, but I think we can overcomplicate. Like I know one of the things, the mistakes I had made was, you know, you have your account and then you have these boards and I'm, I'm a content writer. I love words. So I made these boards, these really fancy names, but that's not helping me with people finding my stuff
1: yeah exactly. so it's all it's very much a search engine. um so it's like Google pretty much. um I, I like to refer and I often refer to it as um if you were looking at Instagram and Google had a baby, it would be Pinterest because it's that visual aspect, and then it's that also that search engine aspect as well. So Pinterest loves keywords. It wants you to optimize everything with keywords that people are searching for on the platform.
0: And tell me a bit about Pinterest in general. Like I mentioned before that it's different from Instagram and Facebook and that that things last a bit longer. And you mentioned that you originally got on it because um, you were a mom and you're looking at things for parties. There is still that kind of feeling, isn't there, that Pinterest is just for weddings, kids parties and fashion and maybe if you're a guy um guys tend to use it for I've found tattoos and motorbikes I don't know I like (laughs) it but there is this idea that that's all it's for but it's not is it
1: no. So, it's really turned into this um, platform where you can shop on there. So, often people are going there with an idea in mind, right? They actually know what they're searching for. So, they might go there looking for white sneakers and then all of a sudden, a whole lot of white sneakers come up and they're, you is know, your shopping pin um, where they can actually click through and buy the product. Um, it's very much the same as all the other platforms where you need to gain the trust of your audience. So you can't just be expecting, oh, I've been on there for a month or or even for a year and um, nobody's buying anything. You really need to earn the trust of your, you know, of your audience and give them something. So it's very much like that same thing that happens on Instagram. You know, you give, give, give before somebody will give back to you. Um, So you really do need to earn that trust, but it's a wonderful platform actually for shopping as well.
0: And with those shopping pins, I was listening to another podcast about someone talking about this, because you can now do ads. Or, I mean, you can. I've done some ads on on Pinterest, but you can do shopping ads on Pinterest, can't you? Is that what you're talking about? Would
1: they be paid ones, or can you do organic shopping pins as well? You can do organic. So you connect. You can connect your catalog. So um, like you would do on Facebook. Exactly same as you would do on Facebook and on um, Instagram. So you collect connect your catalog, and then your shop. You've got a shopping tab on your. Pinterest account. Oh,
0: amazing! You? I'm I've got one product on my Shopify store. I'm going to do that today and see what it's like because that's exciting. Yes. Uh, it's, okay. So that that's a really cool way to use it. So that would be if you've got a Shopify, WooCommerce, or is there lots of different platforms it does it with, or just the big one? They're-
1: there are like if you can um, any of those platforms that you can actually download your catalog in um, like an Excel file, um, you can then upload it to Pinterest. So I find it very easy with Shopify and also um, there are certain um, uh, plugins that you can use for um, a WordPress and yeah, and uh, connect it that way. And
0: I've got a question about that because I've got a client or a couple of clients that use is a WooCommerce plugin where you have auto posts that automatically go in. Is that that, or is that something else?
1: Um, so if it's a shopping tab, it does upgrade it um, every day um, in the morning, or you can set what time you do it. So upgrade, re- re-upload your shop every day. Um, I think it's called CX feed or CT feed or something like that. I can confirm that a bit later, but um, there, that's a very easy. Um, a uh, plugin that you can just attach to your, um, your WordPress. Um, in terms of actually uploading automatically, there are um, tools such as Tailwind where you can just upload. It's, an, it's a scheduler where you can just um, plan out your content and it will upload over the months.
0: So um, we're going to jump into Pinterest in a minute because I'm quite fascinated about Tailwind. I love it. I, I love the magic of it. I love that I can put stuff on there. It just automatically just keeps on going. But but you chose Pinterest to, to focus on because of that enjoyment side around your own use. For someone that's in the services industry like you or for me, what is the, is there a benefit for us as well, as well as for that kind of e-commerce side?
1: Definitely. So I think um, for me, it's about actually um, brand awareness, earning the trust of my audience, um, getting to be known as that expert in the industry um, or in any industry where you know people are coming. So really for me, the expectation of Pinterest is to drive people to my website where they then spend more time and check out my content. Um, I'm not necessarily looking for conversions in terms of sales um, or clients, but I'm actually just building my audience, building my email marketing list, um, and just getting to be known as that expert
0: I because I talk about building a web and so I kind of go the closer you go in is where the spider which is you is going to like snaffle that person and not kill them or suck out their goodness but you know I work with them so pinches would be kind of right on the extra edges of it it's that awareness space like if you were doing a reach ad on Facebook or something like that that's kind of what it's doing
1: Absolutely, I, I have to say it's very, very top of funnel where you know you really are at the very top. You're bringing people in, and then once they've you've gotten them on there on your marketing list, um, you know that's when you can start nurturing them even more. Um, and I think that's where a lot of people get um, confused or disappointed in Pinterest because they think that. Um, you know, they're going to start uploading things to Pinterest, and then all of a sudden they're going to have clients coming in, and it really isn't. You know, it's the same as what you would expect on Instagram or Facebook. You you don't expect that on there, so it's the same as Pinterest. You don't expect that on that as well.
0: And that, I guess that's why people often have links to, Like I've got a lot to my podcast, or I have ones to my blogs, because that's taking them from a like a really far away to a little bit closer, but not to a decision point.
1: Exactly, that's correct. Yeah,
0: I have a really. um a question I'm very curious about I've watched a couple of TikTok videos because that makes me a Pinterest expert you know after I've watched three of those no (laughs) Um, I've watched a couple of those and I've tried this out and it's being effective and I'd like to do it more I've seen a lot of people say that instead of doing Pinterest pins to your website you can also do pins to your TikTok or your Instagram or things to get people to come there as well is that something that you find helps
1: I mean, I do think it's all an ecosystem, right? You need to be sending people to multiple places so that you can capture that audience in multiple places. But ultimately, you want to be sending people to your website. That's where you want the traffic. And we all know that if one day everything crashes, the people are now emailing lists are going to be those ones that we're still going to have in our in our ecosystem so getting people to our website engaging our content on there is the ideal strategy that's what you want to happen but yes i think it is um still nice to include some youtubes to include some instagram and tiktok very sparingly though not you know we're not going to be doing it you know every day No.
0: No, just occasionally. And so with when you're setting a board up, so I've made assumptions that people listening have some idea of Pinterest, but like um, walk it through with me. You have an account, right? Mm -hmm.
1: That's right, yep. And the
0: branding should look like the branding everywhere else you have.
1: Yeah. We want to create some consistency so people can start identifying um, you with this, you know, this consistent brand that you're putting out there. Um, So if you're a service-based business or even, um, well, let's start. If you're a service-based business, put your face in that profile image. Your face should be in the profile image and it should also be on your um, Instagram and Facebook accounts as well. If you're a e-commerce business, still put your uh, your face or a model's face in the profile image wearing the jewelry or you know wearing the clothing because what's happening is people can connect they they can't connect a logo they can connect to a person who's wearing this beautiful jewelry you know um or has their hair a certain way or whatever it may be um so consider those things and even you know that should be across the platforms it shouldn't just be for pinterest
0: that's a change isn't it because i have i don't know if i've done it on my pinterest but i have done it on my instagram and even changed my name to rachel marketing strategist instead of identify marketing i feel i, I felt a bit depressed that i hadn't got like snaffled the like rachel Clower thing but i have a t- and I think they'd get a bit annoyed if I was putting them under Rachel Clav all the time. But that, that change to having your face there is a change that's happened in the last few years. And this is that thing of changing with social media, isn't it, that you do have to be making sure that thing, you make the changes as things happen and the fashions change.
1: Yes, absolutely. There's been so many changes in the last two years with Pinterest, which um was for me um, really quite lucky because when I started learning things quite intensively, those changes had started happening but it means that it's been a, a quick you know a lot to take in <laughs> in the last few years. Um,
0: I'm, I'm feeling yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah I'm fortunate that um, you know I have some really good connections in the Pinterest world and um, have made some great friends who um, know some good people as well so I've really got a lot of that inside knowledge um, but you know there's been so many changes and I, I did speak to somebody recently about you know if you aren't making if you are still doing that old pinning strategy of 50 pins a day, you know, of so many, you know, 20% of your own content and 80% of everyone else's content, then that strategy is not going to be working anymore. And you're, you know, you're going to notice that dive in um, clicks. So
0: that is one of the things I heard um, I've heard you talk about before is that it used to be that you would collect a whole lot of other people's stuff you'd spend heaps of time on the platform and you'd be you're basically a curating and then you put a few of yours in, in the hope that they would choose yours but now your boards should be mainly your own stuff with maybe a few boards of inspiration from other people is that right?
1: Well, so we don't want to create whole boards of other people's stuff, but what we want to do when we when we have boards, we want them to be um, relevant to our niche. So we're not going to be, you know, I'm not going to be a Pinterest manager with a, a board about nails colors on it um, because it's completely irrelevant. So we want Pinterest to learn what it is that I'm going to be putting on my, my profile, right? So you want it to be relevant, but... You just, you, you interlace some other people's content with your own content on the boards. So um, say I had a Pinterest managers board or a Pinterest management board, um, I would, you know, post mainly mine and then maybe once a week or twice a week, I would post content of someone that I really relate to, content I trust um, to th- those boards as well. So just to use the platform as it's meant to be used and to share the love a little bit as well you know just to be one of those people
0: so you've got your profile and you've got that image on there and you've got a nice keyword dense kind of bio with like the different information should you as a business have a business profile or should is it okay to have a personal profile
1: no you need a business profile because you need to be collecting the analytics and you're unable same as um instagram you're you know you open a whole new world of analytics with a business account so um you know, open up a, a business account or transfer your personal account. Um, I have a personal and a business account because um, even though I do find I just hire, I just have secret boards for things that on my Absolutely business awesome. account. Yeah. But if you have a lot of um, boards, you know, I'm talking like hundreds of boards, then, you know, having all of these secret ones gets a little bit crazy. So if you have your own account, you can do that over there. And then you open up a business one for your business.
0: Okay, And then the boards, how many, what would be the minimum number of boards you should have on an account?
1: Yeah. So if I'm starting um, a done for you service, if I, if I do that, I start with about 12 boards. So that's what the minimum is. 12 to 15 is a good number. Um, We're, we've really stepped away from using group boards. If you're a member of group boards already, then they can be useful um, because in, you know, back in 2009 or even, you know, um, the last few years, there was a thing where people just joined hundreds of group boards. Um, and that can hinder your account. Okay. So you really need to be looking at those boards, looking at whether they're working or not looking at the content on them. If it's a lot of spammy content, then you need to get rid of that board because it's actually Pinterest's connecting you to that board right because it's on your account
0: those group boards are basically a whole bunch of other accounts in together and it was kind of a way to share your stuff and have in a community but now they just that kind of would be like Um, having a Facebook group, I'm just thinking of a way to explain it if people don't know, having a Facebook group where the only thing that happens is people just promote their stuff all the time and there's no real engagement. Is it kind of like that? Exactly,
1: yeah, right. No rules, right? Anybody can come in and do whatever they want. So now what there's been a move towards is we've spoken a little bit about Tailwind, but now Tailwind offers a similar thing, but there are a way to track what people are doing. So
0: yeah,
1: yeah. So on Pinterest, you can't track that, right? You don't know how many times People have pinned. You don't know um, if they've shared your content. You can't track that kind of stuff. Like you, well, pe- the group um, board owner doesn't know that information. Whereas on Tailwind, you have access to all of that analytics. And so, if somebody hasn't posted for a year, you can kick them out. So, um, those are the boards. You those are the things you want to be posting to, as opposed to group boards. And then, yeah, you want to develop your boards to sort of have that, you know, 10, twelve to fifteen boards, but you don't want too many that you get lost in where you're posting to.
0: And then most board names need to have like keywords. So like for me, I might have marketing podcast as a keyword,
1: for example. Exactly. That's right. Yeah
0: marketing strategy so you can have using those same keywords or or mixes of them over and over again
1: yeah so I like to come up with about say um 10 seed keywords um you know your your main keywords and then um start typing them into Pinterest and just see what comes up in the drop down bar similar to what happens on Google as well um and then just start using those as your board names pretty much because those are the things people are actually searching for
0: and are they is there a difference like if I if I did some research if I would use a tool like Ubersuggest or like that because I've got a professional crush on Neil Patel if I use something like that and it gave me some keywords would would it be normally that those keywords would also be ones that would probably be the same on Pinterest or would it be different
1: Not necessarily because people do search very differently on different platforms. So when we're looking at Google, for example, because um, I keep, you know, referring to Google because they're both search engines. um, Google, you go on there with an intention. So you're actually searching for um, something like Nike white sneakers or, um, you know, gramophone diy or paper making or something like that um or how to make a gramophone whereas on um pinterest you're actually you know very short words you might be doing like white sneakers instead you very rarely find that people are doing branded searches on pinterest
0: they could do that on google so they wouldn't do it on that's that. right yeah pinterest will give them a massive amount of different inspiration
1: And it's all visual, right? So instead of having to go to that image tab on Google, you're just being presented with a whole heap. And not only like actual white sneakers, but how people are wearing them, you know, mm, as
0: well. Yeah, where they style. Huh? Actually, I need to um say with that, there's a radical really cool hack. Um I follow this radical really cool influ- uh, plus size influencer. Um I might come with her first name, but she's eye curvy on Instagram. But she's got this hack where she finds things that she loves on Pinterest and takes a photo of it. And then you can upload that onto ASOS and it will match you with the closest product yeah, yeah. not like it.
1: Yeah. And actually on Pinterest that when you open up a photo, there's a little icon down the bottom and you can click that icon and it will bring up a whole lot more images. Oh,
0: that's so cool. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, yeah, that is
0: awesome. yeah okay, so we've got the board, and then we've got the oh, sorry, we've got the the, the account, and then we've got the boards, and then in the boards there's these things called pins, mm. and those pins do they have like when you see a lot of people's Pinterest, they're a particular shape and size, aren't they?
1: Yeah, they are. Right, so they're, they're
0: longer than an Instagram post and shorter than a story.
1: Yeah, so there are two to three ratios. So um, some people do a six by nine hundred, some people do um, a one thousand by fifteen. So, so, um, yeah, I prefer the 1000 by 1500. Um, and so there are, they kind of a rectangle shape, right. But then you do have your square images that people are using from Instagram. And you can also start putting some of those longer pins as well. Um, so there are 1000 by 2100, um, a one to two ratio, I believe, um, Uh, So basically they are literally a little bit longer. So they're really good for infomercial, like um, infogram-type images, Um, but they're also good for recipes, um, DIY stuff where you're showing like a, um, you know, from the beginning to the end type process so um they catch people's attention so and then there's video pins as well yes
0: so I've been using video pins by using my reels and tiktoks and just putting them in and some of them have had thousands of views more than I've had on instagram or tiktok Mm. yeah they really are going off really well
1: Right. And the, they've also, you know, in the last year brought out the new thing, which is called originally it was called story pins, but is now called idea pins.
0: Yeah, so I've used this and had quite a lot of success, but I have absolutely no idea what it is really, why it's there and how it's meant to be working.
1: Yeah. So they don't have a, um, you know, there was a huge uproar when they first came out because they they're not connected to a link. That's so, so nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, what they're really um, good for is directing traffic back to your profile and getting people to stay on the platform. So, Pinterest um, monetized. Uh, a couple of years ago. So they now have, uh, you know, investors Mm -hmm. and shareholders. And so they had to, instead of making about sending people off the platform, right, they need to keep people on the platform. Mm -hmm. So to, to explore more ads and more things. And so, um, idea pins are really about that, but Pinterest loves them and is really favoring them. So, you need to be using them. A lot of people are so caught up about not using them um, because you know that you can't link to anything and you know, just, yeah, don't get me started, but um, it's, it's really connecting people back to your profile, getting them to follow you, getting them to explore your other content, you know, quite often I'll see one reel and then I'll go down to their account and then check out the rest of their also idea pins um Mm -hmm. see one idea pin and then I'll go check out the rest of their idea pins and then I'll check out some more of their content and then I'll follow them so it
0: works it does work one of the things because I do a lot of carousel posts for Instagram and I started doing it just lazily just basically using the same but it doesn't work because they're squares and they're in the space But now what we do is every now and again, the carousels were resized and for Pinterest and they're quite good. Cause one of the things with idea pins is they do have these, it's, mm-hmm. you could tell a story or a recipe or a how to process. Couldn't you in them? Yeah, exactly. And keep and
1: yeah. Share. yeah. So a quick hack is that um, Pinterest loves video on idea pins. Okay. So the first, um, that first title page being in a video is really really perfect so if you don't have your own video go get one from pexel
0: okay good
1: so check out the video on there you can trim it down with canva to you know eight seconds um just so it's nice and quick image and it can be just you know if it's a recipe some mexican recipe or something like that Just get a a video like that's similar. It doesn't have to be your exact product. Um, And then you can go through and take your pictures. Yeah. So it's that movement.
0: Yeah. Well, I've always said, you know, Facebook's like a kitchen. It, It likes anything that moves and likes to be fed regularly. But I think that it might be the same for the Pinterest.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So one of the things I saw was that you need to have 10 pins per board for the board to kind of work. Is that right?
1: Yeah, I say five to 10 pins just to – so the idea is that you're – um you know, a little bit like a barbecue when you first start using it. This is probably an Australian reference, but
0: barbecues
1: New Zealand as well. You season it with salt, you know, yeah. you pop a little salt in there and you season it and get it kind of ready for the, you know, and you're kind of doing that the same thing. You're seasoning the boards with a little bit of content so that Pinterest can start going, ah, this is what this board's about. This is what kind of content's gonna go on there. And it starts indexing it, but it doesn't need to use your own content you know i say like waste your own content to season it um because it might actually start tagging things incorrectly um so the more you put on there and you know that five to ten figure just to season the board get let pinterest know what it's about is um is quite good
0: and if you've got a pin and you've you've created a pin should you share it to more than one of your boards or only one of your boards
1: So in February, 2020, Pinterest came out with the fresh fresh pin strategy where they stated that they really want people to be pinning constantly for their own, their their own content. They don't want you to be using old content. So they wanted fresh content, new content. And what that meant is um, there's a couple of different versions of it. So you have your, uh, you know, a brand new, you've just written a blog, you've got a brand new um, URL for that blog. And the very first image you create, the very first pin image you create and upload, that is like a a gold standard, you know, fresh, fresh pin. And then you have your um, silver standard, which is the, the URL that you've just created and then subsequent new images. So you could actually, you know, create, hundreds of images for that one blog if you wanted they would all be silver content because you the url's already been out there but they're brand new images and then you have what we call bronze content and that's images that have been used to get used previously and urls that have been used previously so i pinterest sort of said and tailwind sort of said that really don't upload one pin image to more than 10 boards but okay. for safe practices, we like to keep it around three or four.
0: Just so that so, it's being seen in different places.
1: Exactly. That's right. And you're not spamming. You know, that's really can be seen as spamming if you're putting it out too closely to too many different places. So that then takes me to sort of how long you should wait between each mm. image. Okay. So you've got your brand new image. It's got a, a beautiful kitten on it. And then you post it to one board and then you want to post it to another board, but you need to wait about 10 days or even longer. Oh, really? Yes. Okay.
0: Before I'm doing posting. two and a half days.
1: Yes. So that is too close together. Okay. Yeah. So okay. Safe print safe pin practices where we need to wait about 10 10 to 14 days we don't want things to get too heated no right and when you go when somebody goes to look at your feed and you've got the same image and then the same image
0: yeah, same. so even
1: if you check out your own feed um, in your oh, I account know I'm gonna
0: do that now but I'm going to make that change today I'm gonna to go and like sort that out because that's yeah. bad. I can see it I just didn't understand why it would be like that but now you're yeah. saying it I can see that very much so
1: yeah so I've just actually created an opt-in um, I'm in the process of creating an opt-in as part of my toolkit which shows how you can use two URLs for over a month create five pins for each of them and then fill out your schedule for the whole month.
0: Because I do think that's one of the powers of it is, is that you with especially with Tailwind and putting the mm-hmm. different boards. Can we talk about Tailwind? Because we've both talked about it, and I obviously use it now, so I'm a less cluggy on how it works. But why do you schedule with Tailwind? And because you can schedule in Pinterest, you can schedule from Canva. Why do you use Tailwind?
1: So with Tailwind, um, it's it is an approved partner of Pinterest. Um, Canva is not an approved partner. Um, and then also with, um, you can interval pin, and that's what I'm talking about here. So you can actually upload that one pin, do your description, do your, you know, optimize the pin, and then you can set it right. I want it to go out first on this day. And then I want it to go out 10 days later at this time and then 10 days later at this time and you press your button and then it's it's on its way um so you can actually see the complete schedule you can see what's going out every day um and then you can obviously join those communities that I'm talking about as well and you can sparingly pin from those communities um as well and so it's really just a complete tool you know in Canva, you can't see your schedule of what you're posting over the months um you can't you know get involved in those communities so it's really just an, an all-rounded program and you know there has been a lot of heat about Tailwind some people love it some people hate it but um a lot of Pinterest managers are you know as yeah. uh, they're still in love with it so oh, I, I,
0: I was um I used to do content maybe I, I was doing content 20 years ago Tailwind's been around for a long time and I had someone who was probably 15 10 15 years ago was scheduling stuff on Tailwind for me mm-hmm. and I thought it was this weird thing like I had no idea what she was doing I was like okay I'll yeah, just pay for that that's fine I mean it's been around for such a long time because Pinterest is one of the oldest platforms
1: yeah 2009 I, I believe around that time
0: that's a long time that's a long time for it to be around yeah so there's so that's using tailwind is good now one of the things in tailwind is so I, I create my images in Canva but you can create idea pins from tailwind direct oh, sorry not idea pins Pinterest pins directly in tailwind do you recommend that or do you recommend uploading your own images
1: Um, So what I recommend is is experimenting with everything because there are some people who've had actually weirdly you know, interesting success once they use that creative tool in Pinterest, uh, in Tailwind. Yeah. So, um as, yeah, there was a little bit of a hack where you just create your images in Canva and then you put them onto Tailwind and then you actually just edit them, but only just slightly change the shade and things like that. Um And so then you can put, you know, that's changed, you know, you've changed, made a new pin. Um, and so... Just experiment. I think it's all about experimenting to see which works best. Some people only manually pin on Pinterest. Now, you can schedule in front on Pinterest. You can schedule up to two weeks. Um, but what it means. Oh, I like Tailwind is Months. Exactly. You can do the whole year if you wanted to. Yeah. So the thing about that is that you'd have to go in there every two weeks to re upload pins and it's very hands on. Um, That's great if you only are doing a small amount of pins or pinning every couple of days. But um, if you're, you know, at that sort of five to 10 pins a day um, which, you know, it's all about consistency. So whatever you can maintain, um is what you should pin really we don't say you know um we there's definitely not a figure that is the ideal figure the ideal figure is whatever you can do
0: and what about like if you've because like pinterest integrates really well with other platforms so you've got youtube and i have like a lot of videos on youtube so we do just historically just kind of when they're published we share it to pinterest yeah is that harmful is that okay it's just like the little screenshot or or is it better for us to create a proper pen and do the proper link back instead
1: um i think that um either or it doesn't matter i mean if you're creating like you got to think about that image that um is created from Pinterest uh from YouTube is it sort of a pretty image that people are going to be clicking on um is it eye-catching that kind of thing um if it's not then it probably is best to create your own pins and have you know and redo it that way it's a um, nice
0: thumbnail. it's worth it if it's just like a screenshot of YouTube yeah. Where it's not okay cool exactly
1: yeah and then you also can do that on your website as well right you can get plugins that um you can people can automatically repin images from your website to their Pinterest but it's attributed to your website so when they click on it it'll go to your website and so um then what you want to do is you want to actually upload a nice pin image in that correct size at the bottom of your blog or midway through your blog yeah. so that people can share directly.
0: Cause otherwise it's just going to pull through your logo or something like that. or Exactly.
1: Or one of the images you have. Yeah.
0: On a random piece of toast image or something like that, which exactly. Yeah. Kind sort of like when you do, like when you're loading up your blog anyway, you have a featured image that you can share on. So that's, that would be it, adding that. Feature. Exactly.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah.
0: Tell me a little bit about um, Pinterest ads because I know that we could probably talk forever you and I about this because I'm like you're tapping into my like all my curiosities around this. (laughs) I actually love using them and I tell a lot of clients look if you're nervous about doing any ads this is a great way to get traffic to your website because you can target country like countries and all sorts of things can't you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, the first thing you want to do as well when you're setting up an account is pop your Pinterest tag onto your website, right? So you can start collecting data already. Um, and if you can, and particularly if you want to run conversion ads, pop some of those event tags as well. And I mean, that's a huge process. So I'm not going to go into how we would do it, but, um, (laughs) yeah, you want to attach some event tags to, um, those, you know, the opt-in thank you pages or your shopping cart pages. Mm -hmm. Um, so,
0: What's happening.
1: Exactly. You can start getting some um clicks through and then you can start running conversion ads because you need about fifty um, clicks through to those places uh to then start running conversion ads. But you can run traffic ads at any time. Um, and in fact you don't even actually need to be posting regularly. Like if you go to the Cheesecake Shop uh page, they aren't posting at all on in fact they don't even have their claim, their website claimed on their Pinterest account. <laughs> I, I want to I wanna email them and tell them tell to like you tell each other, um, yeah. um, <laughs> But they are running, but I see their ads constantly in my feed. Right. So, um, they're, they're still running ads. That doesn't need to be, you know, you don't need to have those finer points sorted out. Um, and so you can run traffic ads to interest groups. You can run them to audiences. Um, so, you know, male, female, ages, places, locations, um, and you can just trial it. And that's what I really say. Like, I just, you need to just sort of be trialing what kind of images work, you know, what wording works for particular cold audiences or warm audiences. Um, and I actually think it's quite affordable um, in comparison, in comparison to some other platform ads.
0: Yeah. And I think one of the things I like about it is because it's visual, it's a great way to test what, what images you can choose a whole lot of pins. You can test in a much easier way than you can with Facebook ads, what people are enjoying and seeing and what they want to click on. So it can give you a really good feedback. And I, I have been running some Pinterest ads just this week just um, to kind of test a few things out. And for the first time, and maybe I've missed this before, but it actually basically meant you need to turn these ads off because these ones aren't working so well. And hey, we suggest you go, here's some other pins we'd suggest that would work better. I I, I don't know if that's new.
1: Yeah, it's a new, it's it's a new cool. feature. Yeah, recommendations. Oh. But be careful, be careful. Right. Because often they'll um recommend upping the budget. So they
0: did also do that, but they only yes. they already <laughs> used three dollars to three dollars
1: thirty and I was yeah. like, Yeah, oh,
0: do that. But then next
1: week they'll they'll tell you to up it again. So
0: Facebook does the same thing, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: So you just need to be so I think just you still need to make your own assessments. Like you can look at those and you go, okay, um, I, those are in my mind, those recommendations, but I'm also going to go have a look at my own assessment and you can see which pins. And it will be in line. Normally it's that one pin that is, um, so normally I like to trial two to three images for the same campaign. Um, so, you know, and even if it's a warm or cold audience, I'll do the same images just to see which one is actually working better for which audience. And you'll see the wording, like if you actually have a warm audience and you're trying to target virtual assistants, um, you know, you'll, the wording say working from home will work better for the cold audience and virtual assistants, or, you know, get a job as a virtual assistant will work better for the warm audience. So that just playing around with that wording um, that your audience might actually be, um, accustomed to or know, um, is, yeah, is, uh, it's all just about experimenting.
0: So one thing I do want to ask is like on Facebook and Instagram, you can use those to promote things that have got quite a short time frame coming up, like in a week's time I've got this. Pinterest isn't really for that, is it? Pinterest is for the long game?
1: It is, yeah. So, um, in terms of ads, you can actually start, um, so let's talk about Christmas, for example. So for Christmas, you really wanted to be getting your content out in August, sort of August, September to, yeah. yeah, to start, um, head, you know, targeting for Christmas. Um, but then that, even if you got it out in December, remember next year, that content's still going to be working for you. When people start typing in those keywords, it's gonna start popping up. So I've got people who, um, for Easter pins from 2016, are still driving traffic every cool? Easter. Yeah. So, so that's
0: the most frustrating thing about Pinterest is when you spot that dress, you're like, oh, "That's the perfect dress," and you click the link, and it goes no longer available, and you're like, "Damn it!" I'm so. Yes.
1: Mad. Yeah. And so that's a learning. That's a learning thing, right? So instead of um, you can actually, if that dress is no longer available, have it redirected to something similar.
0: Oh, I like that. That is cool. And that's really, really keeping on top of your your board as well, isn't it? And really yeah. thinking about how you can make that work for you.
1: Or just your URLs, actually knowing what's on your website and making sure that those products are actually going have been re- and this is for user, you know, um user experience across oh. all platforms, you know, Instagram um pinterest facebook and your website you know and google it's
0: yeah, actually such an easy thing to do is actually go that green maxi dress sold out really really well and it's gone we can't get it again but let's put a link saying not like here's this option here instead like that's actually a really amazing way of making your website work better
1: yeah absolutely and that's what you should be doing because your user experience is the most important part of sending people to your traffic uh, to your traffic to your website
0: yeah absolutely um this has been absolutely amazing and i love the depth of knowledge i think um, I know that um, for many people, Pinterest is a bit of a dark art, you know, we, I, I've actually started really prioritizing it in our marketing strategies to clients and saying, look, I think Pinterest is a good place for you, especially for our e-commerce clients, but also for our service-based business clients. We've got a, um, a, a an association, um, a large association is now setting up their stuff because they are all into advocacy, so it has a whole lot of information, It's just perfect for Pinterest, and seeing these ideas of how to use it. But I am not gonna be ever that person that is ever going to work with these people at all. How would someone get a hold of you? you? Would you take people from New Zealand as well as Australia? Is it virtual? How does it work?
1: Absolutely. So um, I take clients all across the world um, and I really enjoy doing that. Um, and people can contact me um, via email, via my website or Instagram. I don't, I love a good chat on DM. So um, send me through a DM and we can have a chat. Um, but I really enjoy just helping people um, develop their own strategies and bring that strategy back to their team so that their team can implement it. So really that's what we're my-
0: You do still do setups as well?
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I'm really enjoying that at the moment. Um, It's just the management I've stepped away from. I just... I totally get it. Yeah.
0: you would do setup or you would do a refresh and kind of a reset for someone plus you'd create like a strategy and ideas for them well that fits perfectly with our clients because we teach them to do everything themselves so that's amazing so I'm going to put all your details in the show notes um, Simone this has been the best I've loved it's so obvious from talking to you the depth of knowledge that you have on this plus this sort of unidirectional passion for Pinterest <laughs> I think is amazing and I know that our, our listeners will have really enjoyed it and I'm going to uh, hopefully they'll come in and get your help and get your support to do that as well so thank you so much for being part of the show and I'm gonna do a little bit um at the end of some steps to do but thank you so much for being with us today
1: thank you for having me I've enjoyed it It was lovely. Thank you. I learned so much from Simone today. It was
0: such a great lesson in how to use Pinterest. And I have to be honest, when we recorded this, I jumped straight onto Tailwind and fixed my strategy. And I've already seen results since I started doing that. If you want to have some help getting your Pinterest organized, please do get in touch with Simone. Otherwise, head over to our Facebook group, Map It Marketing, and you can come in there and ask questions about Pinterest or trying things out and anything that we're doing. um, And we can help you in there. Also, we have an amazing thing launching on the 24th. It is called My Map Marketing, and it is a full online do-it-yourself marketing course. I'm super excited about this. Um, it's going to be $295, but for one week only, it will only be $147.50 New Zealand dollars. Um, that's for one week. If you want to register to get that special offer, you can only get it if you've registered on this on this link. It's in the podcast notes, um, so make sure you get that, or there'll be a link in the My Map Marketing group. Otherwise, have a great week. Next week, I am talking about my Instagram strategy for 2022, what's new, what's changed, and talk to you a little bit about what we're going to help you do to help you with your digital marketing this year for free. See you next week. Thanks for tuning in today to Map It Marketing with me, Rachel Clava make sure you hit subscribe in your podcast app so you don't miss an episode. And if you want notes or information about today's podcast, go to rachelclava.com slash podcast for more information.